It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Now, from the WATH studios, here's Joey Madore. From the WATH studios, it's the Sports Fan, presented by... J and K contracting. Got to start a couple minutes early. Had some technical difficulties with uh, CBS News. We'll get that squared away, and it'll be all better by the top of the hour. But welcome into the show today, Joe Medor, alongside Ross Christ and Andrew Allison. Happy Monday! Hope everybody had a great Easter weekend and got to celebrate with their families yesterday. And well, first of all, fellas, how was your weekend? How was everybody's? Uh, Easter of Ross. I know you had a pretty sports-filled weekend yourself. Yeah, happy Easter to you, Joey. Happy Easter Easter to all of our listeners as well. It was a sports-filled weekend for me. I headed up to the northeastern part of Ohio, the land of Cleveland, and it was a good sports weekend for me. I got to go to the play-in game between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Atlanta Hawks. It came down to the wire there. Uh, special thanks to the Cavs organization for helping me out with that game. I actually got to work in part of that game as well, being part of the game operations crew, which was really, really cool. And then the day following that, I got to go to the Cleveland Monsters game, which was my very first minor league hockey game. It was everything you expected it to be, about (laughs) uh, three to four fights, goal upon goals, great jerseys, and it was Nickelodeon night, so people were getting slimed. So it was a big, fun-filled weekend for me, and then... Back to Athens on Sunday. Yeah, my weekend was pretty great. Uh, watched a lot of sports and celebrated some birthdays. Including yours. Including happy belated birthday. Oh, happy birthday, buddy. Allison. Thank you. Turning but, 40 yeah. this weekend. 40. That seems about accurate. <laughs> um, Aging well. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. Easy on the age joke. Sorry, let's get this. <laughs> I tried to make fun of Andrew. He's been in college for a long time. So. Someone did, when we were walking down the street... Someone told one of my buddies told a random person walking by, like, "Oh, it, it's this guy's birthday," and she was like, "Oh, are you turning 19?" I was like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." That made you feel good. I was like, "Well, it made me feel good," but then I was like, "Wait a minute, do I look like I'm like an 18 year old right now? 19, 18 year old? I mean, you could pass. For could that pass. Probably, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm just kind of like. Well, you're, I guess at the time I was just like people there just have they could fit like eight different ages. I believe them. Like I don't. Yeah, I mean, Ross over here, he could be a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. But we got a lot of sports to get into today. We're going to start with the Cincinnati Reds, who uh, obviously last week we addressed the comments from the Castellinis on the home opener, which they've won on the lose. And they haven't won a game since that day. As a matter of fact, since the Castellini comments about be careful what you wish for, um, you know, where are you going to go? You know, just skip behind the team and support it. Shut up about all the, you know, all the front office stuff. The Reds have only, have not only not won a game since that point, they haven't had a lead the past week. They currently have the worst record in baseball at 2-10 and 10 on an eight-game losing streak and just not a lot of uh, good things going on with the Red stockings this past week, boys. Yeah, they stink. Flat out. <laughs> I mean, they are, look at these scores, 9-1, to 5-2, to 3-1, to 9-3. They are getting belted. Yeah, they're not even competing. No. Yeah, so uh, hopefully they can turn it around uh, tonight, 
940 first pitch going against the San Diego Padres, but I'm pretty sure that the guy they have on the mound allowed about a dozen runs his first um, timeout. But we'll see if they can they can fix it. It's a long, long season, as you uh, told us earlier uh, last week. I guess one bright spot, guys, coming out of the Cincinnati uh, bullpen or the Cincinnati pitching is Green. What's it, Hunter Green? Yes, Hunter, Hunter Green. Green sets the record: thirty-nine pitches over one hundred miles an hour. That's what you love to see out of your, uh, I believe, former first overall pick. Yep, once a two-way player, he came in from college as a hitter and pitcher, obviously on the pitching trail in his big league career to this point. But yeah, that that is something that's been encouraging. He's had a couple decent starts, but uh, they just can't hit right now, and it's crazy. Because, yes, obviously they lost a couple guys. Uh, you know, your Castellanos lost Jesse Winker. You know, Suarez, I know he had a rough year last year, but he's still a home run threat in the lineup. He's hit a few with the Mariners so far this season. Um, but they have some names in this lineup still. I mean, Jonathan India is banged up, and he did miss the weekend series, but he was struggling. Still have Joey Votto, you know, playing out the, the, the tail end of his big contract he got early in his career. Still have guys like Tower Naquin, who, Andrew, you know, former Cleveland guy, and he had a pretty pretty good bounce back here last year but they just mike Mustakis is another name he's a former world series champion but they just cannot string hits together at the moment and then on top of it you know even when they do seem to have a lead late in the game the bullpen is atrocious just like last year and again it's early you know you don't want to you know write this team off but i mean good lord they're the they have the worst record in baseball right now and there's some really bad teams out there i know i support one of them <laughs> um so the fact that the struggles have been this mightily so far this season. It, it's got to be a concern for everybody. And I, it's just got to leave everybody saying, where's the direction of this team? We just had an owner tell us that we still need to get behind and support this team because they're still trying to do things. And when he said, since he said that, they've been terrible. How long before – I saw this on Twitter. I forget who tweeted out. How long before they fire Bell? Not because Bell's doing anything wrong. It's 100% not his fault. But how long before they make him the scapegoat? Uh, probably soon. I mean, that one is in his few years of manager. The first year was rough. Second year they made the postseason. It was the COVID year. So, obviously, it was an extended postseason that year. But And then last year, didn't make the postseason, but they were run, one off in the wild card race. And they had above 500 record. I think David Bell has done all that he's done that he could with the resources he's had so far. But to your point, yeah, I mean, at some point, he's going to be the guy to go. I mean, that, that's kind of how it works out in baseball, unfortunately. A lot of times with teams that are, quote-unquote, rebuilding, you bring the manager in that's going to take you to the rebuild, and then you, he usually gets the last right up until around the time things are supposed to turn around, and then that's when he gets canned. They bring a big-name manager in. Example, you know, the Cubs with, with John Madden, uh, the Phillies with, with, with Joe Durardi. Obviously, there were managers in there before that uh, had to sit there through the tough days and then get replaced, and that's kind of... Unfortunately, I mean, it seems like David Bell, he's going to be in a tough spot here if, if the trend continues this season. Yeah, and uh, kind of just another example outside of baseball. Mark Jackson with the Warriors. Man did all the stuff to get Thompson, Green, and, and Curry at young age and then got canned after, I think, a playoff season, and they brought in Steve Kerr. But either way, back to the Reds. Yeah, I think it's got to happen soon. It's... It's just, and I, maybe David Bell wants it to happen soon with how they're going right now. I mean, honestly, I don't know how how his life is going right now with having to get up and coach a team that 
most likely you know you're going to go out there and get shellacked every night, every day. It's a long season, gentlemen. We're 10 games into it, to sitting at 2-8. and eight. Uh, As you said before, Mr. Medor, it's a, uh, what, we're not even one-tenth of the way done. Correct. Played 10 games. Yep. So all hope is not lost if you are a Cincinnati Reds fan. You do have uh, some injuries sitting on the sidelines right now. So hopefully, uh, if you are rooting for the red and white, you can turn it around tonight. So Sean Minana, the lefty, going against Nick Lodolo, the lefty also. Yep. Uh, uh, second second shot for Lodolo. I mean, he's a, he was a number two prospect behind Hunter Green last season. Had a great year in the minors throughout. There were talks of maybe seeing him in September last year. Obviously, he never got the call up. Had a, had a rough debut. Uh, played against a really hot Guardians team at the time who really flamed out over the weekend. Yep. Um, but he pitched four innings, got four strikeouts, but he got rocked around pretty hard. Uh, so he's going to look to bounce back. It's just kind of one of those things right now where, you know, the, the starting pitching, I would say, is the strength of the team. Tyler Miley with these two young guys, you hope they develop, and they're trying to get guys like Gutierrez and Santillan to really start to pick it up. Uh, obviously still without Castillo at the moment. But you got him coming. The starting pitching is what you're going to have to have to look forward to this season, Jonathan India still out of the lineup. Kyle Farmer will bat in the leadoff spot, who's not a traditional table setter. They just don't have guys in the order right now that can string hits together. I mean, they're all streaky. Howard Aquin's always been streaky. Same with Tommy Pham, who they got in the trade from the Padres. Maybe he has a big revenge game tonight against his former team. But uh, Joey Votto, he always has great at-bats, but they don't always result in hits. And after that, you have a, just a, a lot of inconsistency in the bottom of the order. And that's what's going to lead to uh, the start that they've had to this season, 2-8 and eight so far on the year, uh, the worst record in baseball. And, you know, leaves fans wondering probably, you know, where, where's the direction for this team this year? I, I don't know if I can, I can tell you. I mean, last year I think we kind of sat here and expected the Reds to play like this, and then all of a sudden they worked themselves into what looked to be a battle between them and the Padres for the wild card spot, and then they didn't end up making it, but... Yeah, Everyone the, Car- was- the Cardinals won 20 games in a row, and that really threw a wrench in things. Yeah, yeah that, that always will. <laughs> um, but this year, I mean, I just don't – I don't think you're going to get the consistency out of a lineup. I don't think you're going to – I mean, last year you also had Sonny Gray. Yep, he makes pitcher a, out of the fold. Yeah, Wade Miley had difference. a great year last year. He's yeah. gone. So I, I just don't – I think eventually they might be playing a little bit more competitive ball as the season goes on, when these young guys get more reps and they start to kind of figure out the game. And maybe you get some guys, like you mentioned, Naquin getting hot, fam, something like that. But I just don't see any consistency coming along here. Fellas, I'll pose you this question. Do we think that the, the overall anger from the fan base has anything to do with the recent success of the other team in Cincinnati being the Bengals and obviously them investing in the team going out and signing free agents like crazy the past couple seasons and you probably find a lot of fans in Cincinnati right now looking at why can't we just do what the football team did look what they did they they brought in some key pieces and went to a Super Bowl and instead the Reds were well better off than the Bengals coming into this coming into the past couple seasons who are on the opposite end of the spectrum do you think maybe that's what's got fans so riled up right now once you get a taste of winning, you want more of it, don't you? Mm. So, yeah, I think you're spot on with that, Joey. Um, it's 
it's going to be a weird time if they don't uh, turn the ship because Cincinnati is a baseball town, even though they had all their success um, on the football field this year. I do believe that baseball trumps the football. Uh, so, you know, if the if the Bengals do continue to win and the Reds continue to slide backwards, you're going to see the fan base uh, turn their aggression against the Browns, uh, the ownership group of 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 the Bengals to the Castellinis, which seems right now they're the number one target in town. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Ross. It is it is a baseball town. No matter no matter what they say, no matter what the Bengals do. Right now, I mean, this is a baseball town. We've talked about the history multiple times on the show about the Reds. I, I think it, I don't think that it started the anger, the Bengals doing well and the Browns actually starting to put some money into the team and some effort. I, I don't think that's what started the anger with the Castellinis. I think it was kind of already there based off of how the last couple seasons had gone. And this just intensified it tenfold. This brought it right up to the surface, and then he had those comments, which made it even worse. Yeah. Just all-around tough start for the Reds, boys. They are second to last in the league in batting average. They're in the bottom third of the league in home runs, bottom third of the league in RBIs. And that's just the hitting. Winning over the other side, they're second to – they have the second to highest ERA in baseball right now. So it's not hard to point to why the team has had these early struggles, but – Boy, it uh, seems like a long, long process here. And again, it, it just confuses me how you can sit there last year at 83 and 79 competing. You know, they never really had a shot at the division after a while. Uh, the Brewers really separated themselves right around the All-Star break. But they were right there in the wild card race. I remember me and Andrew with, uh, you know, Connor Mills, formerly of the show, uh, talking about how this team, if they don't end up making a push for the postseason, you can kind of view this season as a failure because their expectations change so much. At one point, they were 10 games above 500 in August last year. Yep. And they sent away one of their key pitchers. They sent away their starting right fielder, second-best hitter on the team last year. They sent away Suarez, who just a couple years earlier, they signed to a big-money deal, a five-year extension. Trade him away as well. Get rid of Amir Garrett, who was a, a mainstay. This team doesn't have an identity right now besides... The fact that Joey Votto's been there for 40 years. <laughs> and uh, maybe they're looking at, was it the Braves that, what, like four years ago fielded basically a triple-A team and then made a rebuild? But, I mean, I can't say you can count that as a success or actually even give the Castellinis credit on that's what they're even trying to do. But, yeah, to your point, I mean, I think really the best thing coming out of Cincinnati baseball-wise is the fact that Joey Votto has got on social media and has been super awkward and weird about it. I mean, baseball's been like this since the beginning of time. They don't have a salary cap. They don't have antitrust. They don't have to follow antitrust rules. So the way the game is, small market teams like your Cincinnati Reds have to trade away the players, get in some prospects, yep. shed some salary, and they're going to have to continue to do this. And I guarantee you in 10 years' time in this studio – We'll be having the same type of conversation <laughs> because that's how baseball is. That's what makes it unique. It's different than all of our other major sports where you can just spend, spend, spend if you have a rich person up there, or you can decide to not spend. You have the freedom to do what you want when you own your team. Yep. Whereas every other sport is spending up to that salary cap limit, more or less. So I bet in two or three years' time, these prospects that we got in and 
the 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 young arms the and the bats that are coming up in the farm system they'll make a push in the NL Central. Yeah, and just, we'll see where they're at. But it's weird. I think another thing that leaves you scratching your head is the fact that they did have their number one and two prospects ready to call up at the beginning beginning of the season, right? But yet you still make all these moves to trade guys away. I think that's what would also be quite confusing. Right, and like we said, it's not like this team was, well, their window had closed. Because honestly, I don't, I don't know if they had a window. But it's <laughs> not their window has closed. It was, oh, the Reds were better than we thought last year. Like, they almost made it to the yeah. wild card, like we said. Maybe they signings, can, you know, yeah. maybe you're back. Yeah, you, you put your, if you're going to spend money, this would have been the year to do it. Cut salary. If, it, if you fail again next year, cut salary then. I, I agree with you. I, I think uh, being a Cleveland fan, also a small market, sometimes I think people are a little too harsh on the Dolans when they don't spend money. I think they do have to pick and choose. But this would have been a year where I would have absolutely been going, choose, 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 spend your money, get some guys in here, and now let's actually try to get a window. We, we had Dan Evans on what? Last Monday, last, last Monday, last I week, former general manager, two thousand one, yeah. two thousand four, yep. of the L.A. Dodgers, and he he kind of put the, planted the idea in my head a bit on how you fix this system if this system does need fixed. Mm-hmm. And if you ask most Cincinnati fans right now, they would probably raise their hand and say, "Yeah, the system needs fixed." And he said something to do to prevent the tanking at the end of the season uh, for these teams that just purposely tank and trade off everything, but. I mean, how do you put that? How do you put that something into writing? How do you make that actually a rule? You know, this is a former GM who's saying it, but um, if he's saying it, then you know that there's other GMs that are thinking it. And keep in mind, this guy was a GM of one of the top spenders in Major League Baseball. Right. So, um, if he's if he's thinking that coming from that type of position, there's got to be some weight behind it. But how do you actually do it? I mean, I don't know. There was in football they were talking about instead of doing the pro bowl you know have the second and first and second team play each other for the for like the number one overall pick or something like that i I just don't know in baseball because normally a rebuild process takes normally to build yourself a window it takes about four years i think is what i was reading the average and you got to hit on a lot of draft picks right it's just so hard Dan evans did provide an interesting insight to you know he thinks a lot of teams don't really value the later round picks you know andrew brought up the question of well it's kind of you know some people say it's kind of just a crap shoot after the first few rounds in baseball you know sometimes you hit sometimes you don't but he really he highlighted some dodgers guys who you know who have been staples of even though you know they bring in free agents year in and year out but there's been some guys like justin turner clayton kershaw that were staples and were not early round draft picks and i think that's where it starts but if you don't have, you know, a good scouting department and all that, if you're not hitting on these drafts year in and year out, that's when the rebuilds, like a Pirates, take 15 years to get off the floor. Yeah. Speaking of which, those Pirates... Got a couple wins this weekend, huh? Surprising some people yeah, out there. Yeah. Sitting at 5-4 and four going against Milwaukee tonight. Um, but those, those Pirates were playing some decent baseball this past weekend in Pittsburgh. They are. Just a... Uh, Touch base with the other Ohio baseball team. Guardians got thumped by the Giants over the weekend. Yep. Um, there's three really tough games in a row, really. Uh, the bats went cold. You had to anticipate once you score, uh, let me see here, 37, 44 runs in four games. You, you expect to cool off of the bats at some point, and that's what they did. Uh, they only scored one, two, and one 
against the Giants over the weekend. That's just not going to get it done. Their game against the White Sox is postponed tonight, but the Guardians kind of crashing back down to reality, I would say. Yeah, it was a bad weekend for Cleveland sports fans. I'll put it that way. All three teams in the city lost. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be a uh, either be a great weekend or like a terrible one, and it ended up being a terrible one. Yeah, you However, know. you said, well, you're talking about the Monsters. The Monsters. Where's the other third team? The other team, the one not in session, just signed Denzel Ward, so I'm happy. Well, we're going to get to that in the next segment, but that's a great tease. My bad. <laughs> what do you guys make of uh, A-Rod coming out today or last night saying that those New York Mets who sit at 7-3 and three in the NL East in first place have two World Series in them, titles in them, within the next decade? Um, it, the next decade is tough because their AAA team, as we've learned over the weekend, is terrible. Then they had to trade away a lot of minor leaguers to get this roster that they have right now. And wow, it is a very good roster, and they look like one of the better teams in baseball. Definitely got off to the best start. They do have the best record in the majors at the moment besides the Dodgers, but they played one more game than the Dodgers. So, um, But the Mets, I don't know, Scherzer's old, Robinson Cano's old. A lot of the guys they brought in for immediate impact, I don't think you're going to see around for the next, in the next two, three years. So... They're going to have to jump on it now. Like, the Mets don't have this thing. Like, every year the Mets spend a little bit of money, and they, they think that they're, you know, contenders. And then year in, year out, they miss the playoffs. They, they can't waste it with this squad they have right now. But if they are willing to build it up again and spend as much money as they did this offseason, they did have the, uh, they do have, I believe, the most expensive team in the majors right now. They may have that opportunity and their new, uh, their new owner that they brought in last year, very vocal on Twitter. He does seem like he is willing to be a guy who wants to go and punch against the Yankees and Dodgers for these big-name free agents. So if they keep that philosophy, I think they absolutely have a shot. But this current roster, while it is very good, has a lot of older guys on it. And to Joey's point, my, uh, we were talking to my roommate, who is, works for the Clippers up in Columbus. They played the AAA Mets team. And I, he said they committed... 13 airs in a six-game series and got swept by the Clippers. So not not great, just to prove Joey's point there about the, the farm system. Well, that lineup and their arms, Scherzer, DeGrom, Cano. If they ever get DeGrom healthy. Lenore, Sterling Marte. Yeah. I mean, it's a good they, team. They have, they have a lot of guys that Pete Alonzo. have been in MVP talks in the past. Yeah. you know They're so. loaded. They're loaded right now. And uh, it's kind of a thing where... You know, sometimes you have those sports teams, kind of like the Cleveland Browns, where, like, they spend a lot of money sometimes, and teams, you know, they have expectations every year. It's like, well, yeah, prove it to me. Like, actually do something. The Mets are kind of that team in the MLB, I would say. Yeah, it seems like they've never gotten, like, they have all these names, but they've never got them clicking, like, on the same schedule. It'd be like one guy would click, and the rest of the team would be bad, then another guy or another, or one or two more guys would, but the other guy would already be past his two or three weeks of just playing absolute dominance. It was, it was just never... As a team, they didn't click, it felt like, last year. Yeah, thank God Connor's not here anymore. <laughs> I don't, don't need to hear about the Mets. If Connor was here this year, we'd be talking about the Mets every day. He'd try to make it a, a New York uh, sports station here. And then we just have to throw year. back his Odell Beckham ruins sports team stakes. Yeah. Yeah, some are better than others. But that game's also postponed for the Mets tonight. But they do are one of the best teams in baseball early on. But A-Rod... 
Is a Yankee allowed to say something like that? I didn't think. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of <laughs> sacrilegious. Did, yeah. Did the Yankees had taken, a rough weekend. Did he get taken off the uh, Sunday he's on night ESP. I don't think he's on the call anymore. No. Huh. I don't believe he's very well received, was he? I don't feel like many people liked him then. I don't, no, I don't think, think many people like period in anyway. general <laughs> right. outside of the booth. But um, he's busy on what, 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 he's on Shark Tank, isn't he? Oh yeah, oh, he's right. busy with Mark Cuban mucking it up on Shark Tank, <laughs> telling people how to be successful in business. Steroids. Yeah, sure. We have to get to a break here <laughs> on the sports fan on the other side. Andrew talked about a little bit ago, but Cleveland makes a big signing for one of their first round draft picks from a few years ago. Uh, Denzel Ward signs a five-year extension. We'll talk about it and the expectations for those Cleveland Browns with that signing this offseason. You'll see the sports fan presented by JK Contracting on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, JK Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at JK be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call JK Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. Ohio Health presents the 10th annual Race for Reason on April 23rd. Choose from the College of Health Sciences and Professions Triathlon, the Quidel 5K, presented by OUCU Financial. The OU ROTC Mud Run, presented by Hugh White Honda. The Power 105 3K Walk, presented by Steak and Shake. Or new this year, the Youth Splash and Dash, presented by Larry's Doghouse. $10 of your registration fee will go towards your reason. For more information and to register, go to ohioraceforareason.org. The Ohio Health Race for a Reason. What's your reason? Now, for more of the sports fan on 970 WATH. Big news coming out of the AFC North today. The Cleveland Browns. Well, they're 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 shipping away the one first round draft pick from the 2018 draft, but they just signed an extension with the other Denzel Ward, five year deal, over 70 million guaranteed, big money, especially talking about the cornerback position. But Denzel Ward's been a lockdown corner. The defense is obviously much better with him in it up there in Cleveland, and he'll be around with the Brownies for the next five years. He passes Jalen Ramsey of the L.A. Rams for the highest-paid quarter. Jalen was on around $20 million a season. Jalen Ramsey tweeting out his congratulations. Uh, I've been waiting for someone else to touch that 100 club, and you definitely deserve it. Denzel Ward, congrats. Denzel Ward, a premier cornerback, staple of that defense, heck of a player. Uh, he is one of those shutdown type of corners out there, can really change the... Uh, Changed the pace of the game. And as you said, came in with Mr. Baker Mayfield. And still, who knows what's happening in that situation. But he, Baker Mayfield is a Brown. But certainly, Andrew, signing this guy makes that team better in the long run. 100%. I mean, you look around the division. You got Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase 
down in Cincinnati. I mean, Lamar doesn't have a receiver, but you have Lamar in Baltimore. That's something you're going to need to lock up, that secondary was. Now you got him. You got John Johnson, who is highly regarded as a safety. Greg Newsom had a good rookie year at the other side. The other safety position with Ronnie Harrison is a little iffy. But you, you needed to lock up the secondary and the defense. They, they did that with Denzel Ward. And I don't have the stats right in front of me, but I believe he was one of the few that actually guarded Chase fairly well. Out in Cincinnati, I don't think he got torched by him at any point in time. But Yeah, well, that first game that they played last year, uh, Cincinnati really struggled on offense against Cleveland. Yeah, and Ward had the interception. It was like a 44-13 kind of game, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Ward had the interception of, uh, I think, Burrow and Chase. I think he was defending Chase, and he intercepted Burrow in the end zone. But it was just, it's nice to see, because even if you want to go outside of the division, okay, you got the AFC West has a star quarterback at every team. Herbert, Carr, Wilson, Mahomes. You got Allen, and people were in, in love with Mac Jones, and they think two is going to be better this year. Uh, the South, yeah, you got Matt Ryan. <laughs> That's a little tough. <laughs> Matt Ryan, maybe? Quarterback. But it's just, uh, I like the signing. The Haslands are going out there, and after a lot of criticism the first couple years, rightfully so, with the Haslams, they have decided, I think, to just get out of the way and, and let the front office do what they do and said, here's a blank check. We, we want to win. Just please get us the people to win, and we'll pay them whatever. How about the elephant in the room? Uh, that would be Baker Mayfield sitting on a couch doing podcast after podcast I've been seeing <laughs> lately on YouTube. What are they doing with him? I mean, doesn't this kind of make you scratch your head a bit? I mean, they, they go out, they, they sign Jacoby Brissett, they sign Josh Dobbs, Josh Josh Dobbs. Dobbs and now they still have him on the, on the roster here. Yep. They're not cutting him loose, it seems like. Otherwise, they would have already done that right when they signed Dobbs. Boom, you got your three quarterbacks on the roster. Supposedly, I think it was Mary Kay Cabot. Don't quote me on who put it out there. But someone reported over the weekend that he is expected to be traded to Carolina within the coming weeks. There you have it. Carolina needs a quarterback. However, it was also reported. What a lame quarterback battle that is. Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Although, back in 2018, people would have thought yeah, it was a battle for the first round pick. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, wow. Life's really come a full circle there. You know, well, how, Colin Coward's going to be conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> Tip my hat to Baker in that one. And who knows with Baker? Yeah, he had surgery. He could have been injured there. He could not find his wide receivers when they were wide open. He, his accuracy was lackluster. But he still can beat you with his feet. Yeah. He has grit. He has determination. Um, change of pace might go over well with him. Yeah, we talked about this last week, Ross. Like Anything you want to say about Baker Mayfield, you might not like his antics, personality. Obviously, a lot of Ohio State fans in the area don't like him from his college days. Mm. But one thing you can't say, he doesn't love to play football. Oh, yeah. 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 You, want, you want a guy like that on your team. Yeah. 100%. He's going to give you his all. Talk a little bit back to the other team. Be chippy. Uh even with his former coaches. But, you know, he, who knows? Change of scenery, heads down to North Carolina, beats out Sam Darnold. Doesn't seem that, doesn't seem that like that crazy of an idea. Yeah. You know? I was one of those that going into the season, going into last season, I guess I should say, was one of those sitting there and saying, 
Kansas the way we all thought he would, the Browns would have been in a really good position and he would have had a contract extension. So if he gets back to playing that way and does maybe progress off of not this past season but the season before, yeah, I think Baker could be good. I just I think the time had come to an end in Cleveland. Carolina had a really good defense last year. They just couldn't put points on the board. And they just... Uh, yeah, I mean, their star player was sidelined for most of the year. Yep. McCaffrey, number, one, number one overall pick in my draft. Again. Yep, J.C. Horn, yeah. He's another one who got hurt in the yep. secondary. They had Gilmore, obviously lost him out to the Colts. It was a very solid defense. And Matt Rule is pretty much... This is, I mean, it's got to be the put-up-or-shut-up year for him. Absolutely. This year. I don't know what that is because, I mean, the, the, the division still has Tom Brady in it and a, a, and a Saints team that doesn't... I don't think they're going to be great, but I don't think they're going to go away either. Um, Do they have a coach yet? New Orleans? Yes. The New Orleans yeah, Saints have a have defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, back to the Browns here. Here's an interesting stat I just found, boys. The Browns have spent 340.5 million in guaranteed contracts this offseason. Obviously, most of that's stemming from Deshaun Watson and Dunzel Ward. But $340.5 million, the next closest team is the Miami Dolphins at $242 million. That's going to be either Nearly really $100 good. million less. I mean, that's saying you're going all in. Yeah. I mean, you're getting the talent right now. The time is now. We're getting this guy who hasn't played quarterback in over a year, who has all these charges against him, to come on up here and take us to the playoffs if you are a cleveland browns fan and this team does not make the playoffs you fit that that's a failure as a team i think it hinges on how long how much watson misses because I, I, I think andrew no. if he misses four games and you you spent 340 million on the thing this offseason I'm, I'm, I'm saying if he misses like i'm saying if he misses over like half of a season which i still think i think Brissett is gonna be probably Almost the equivalent of what Baker was last year. At worst case scenario, right? Baker didn't look great. Brissett can can be serviceable. Right. And we went. 500 quarterback. Right. If if he can get us through 500 through Deshaun Watson, I think we'll be. uh, Whenever he's suspended, however long he is, I think we'll be fine. If he's suspended. You have Watson, Chubb, Hunt. That's a. Dearness Johnson's also. Pretty darn good. That's a great. That is a great backfield. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, Amari Cooper had a, somewhat of a down year. They let him go. Comes out here. Who knows? Maybe he could do something good and in Northeastern Ohio. And to talk about the backfield, I mean, obviously hasn't played in a year, but Deshaun ain't Deshaun ain't slow either. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah, can, right. he, he can be involved in the, right. in the quarterback running game. Yeah, I like their. I like uh, uh, David Njoko. He's a big guy. Yeah, I'm glad they finally realized he was the, the good tight end in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, it used to drive me nuts. I mean, I, you know, not, you know, not a Browns fan by any means, but like, he's clearly the most talented player at tight end that they have, and they constantly run out Harrison Bryant and Hooper and like these guys that one can't get open and Hooper couldn't catch the ball on top of that, and there it is, a healthy David Njoku sitting on the bench, and then he'll come in. For a play at the goal line, make an incredible catch, and then next series you won't see him. I think Stefanski really has to figure out how to use him this year. And does it open up the playbook now that you have Watson? I mean, uh, Baker excelled in those little play-action pass rollouts. 
yeah. Watson, I mean, you can just do... Watson has more of an arm. Right. He has more of a leg and more more of an arm. I think the difference between Baker, Baker takes a bit more risk with his body, and you can see that, well, he had to have a surgery in the offseason. <laughs> he really goes for it, but um, that, that's a great, that's a good lineup. If I'm a Cleveland Browns fan right now, if, the, if those people don't excite you, nothing should. Those are those are good players in the NFL. And then on the outside of the ball, you have Miles Garrett, one of the best pass rushers in the league. You just locked up Denzel over five more years, who's two-time pro bowler in his first four years, has ten interceptions in his first four seasons. Very talented player. Andrew Lissadoff, other guys in the secondary, has been good. I do think they still have a bit of a weakness at the linebacker position. Linebacker, and right now, outside of Miles Garrett, tad concerned about the defensive line. Just because I don't think there's a there's a solid... I mean, you have Miles Garrett, which, I mean, obviously there's going to be a huge drop-off, but it's just a massive drop-off unless you get, like, a clowny back, who it was also reported he was expected to resign soon. But, yeah, outside of that, if you can get the line, defensive line shored up before the draft, I think you can look at linebacker, receiver, or offensive line in the draft. I think those are the three positions you'd have to hit. Maybe you take that punter that, like, booms the ball 80 yards in, like, the fourth round. <laughs> All right, that'll, that'll help change the games. But, yeah, like, they've had these expectations these past couple of years with Baker. You get the update at quarter, the, the upgrade at quarterback with Deshaun. Now, here's what I don't understand. The NFL's doing their investigation, right? So until they do anything, Deshaun can report to, like, team activities right now, right? Right. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's a bit of a head-scratcher. Like, how, how long does the NFL need? I mean, Ray Rice wasn't suspended until the season was about to start. And only because and the, video came, the video came out. So, I, mean, I think with Deshaun, I think they said the both sides, like the lawyering sides, have agreed to not start any trials till after next season. Or civil. if they can't, civil trials. Civil litigation, not right. criminal, because they've already dropped all cleared him charges, yeah. in all criminal charges. Was it all criminal or was it just a, like 11 of the 20? I thought it was just 11 of the 20. No, no, no. He's cleared of all criminal charges. Okay. Um, it just seems I'm not making excuses for the man. I'm not even rendering my opinion each way. I'm saying an observation. It seems like the NFL has taken a very long time in this process. Yeah. That's, that's me standing on the fence. But Deshaun Watson has been waiting a very long time to know if he's going to play football. That's a fact. And, and again, think, the reason I just brought up the point, of it, I'm just curious with, I mean, obviously the guy just sat out a whole season, right? So I assume you want him in every off-season program you have. Right, and I think to Ross's point, like he said, he said, I'm just making an observation, I'm sitting on the fence. I think the NFL is doing the same thing right now because they don't want to say, oh, well, we suspend him two games, and then all of a sudden everything comes out, and it is absolutely yeah, as I, it, it, it I is. Think like, Worst case scenario. Yeah, I think previous situations like the Ray Rice situation has terrified Roger Goodell into making an early decision. No right. matter what decision Roger Goodell makes, there are going to be people very upset. Correct. Yes. No matter what. In this day and age, when allegations like this occur uh, to a prominent number one quarterback for an organization, you're going to have two sides of that coin and people protesting, people getting on social media, people cussing Goodell's name, the Browns' name, Watson's name, 
everyone else's name involved in this case, there's going to be some angry people. Absolutely. Where do we see this Cleveland Browns team going this year? Realistic expectations, gentlemen. Um, God. The division's so good, man. It is a good division. You the know? Whole, the whole conference. Overall, really. And, like, the, the, the elephant of the room is, yeah, Mitch Trubisky isn't very good, but that's still a good defense up there in Pittsburgh. Good defense, good players on offense, some good wideouts. Yeah. Some guys that can run the football as well. Najee Harris, obviously, the, you know, obviously the big thing for them is addressing the O-line and trying to get that together so that they maybe don't have to give Najee Harris the ball 40 times to get 100 yards this year. Yeah. Because he's a good hard runner. Honestly, I think... The Ravens, I, the Ravens, it's all about Lamar coming back healthy and everybody else, obviously, that they went down with last year. But obviously... You saw before, even with some of the injuries they had when Lamar was out there, they were the number one seed in the AFC in November. Right. If Cincinnati's uh, went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Cincinnati's <laughs> going to be good, yeah. won't they? There's, they, they? Everything that we said they needed to address this offseason, they've done. Yeah, great. They, 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 not only are they the favorites in the AFC North, they're the favorites in the AFC. The only, like, maybe Buffalo could be up there with them. But the only, right. like, thing you, you – the only – excuse for why Cincinnati might not be as good is they've never they had this will be the first year this team has any sort of expectations mm. and they have to face a number one schedule that is true but mm. I I mean the Titans they, they beat the Titans in the playoffs giving up nine sacks they the beat Bucks, the Chiefs twice exactly they play the Bucks I mean obviously Brady's back that's that's a big deal that'll be a tough game they, they play the play Bills, Bills. I'll tell you where to watch is is Baltimore. And I'm, I know I'm saying this because of, uh, you're going to say, oh, no, this Pittsburgh guy rolls into there and says, watch Baltimore. But <laughs> <laughs> they finished that season absolutely stinking. Yep. Six in a row, going out there with Huntley. And um, even before Huntley came in, Lamar was kind of shaky there. That was, was trending down, for he sure. He was trending down. Yeah. And I could very well see, I know it sounds ridiculous to think, but I could very well see the same type of situation that we're having in this conversation about how Baker's getting shipped out of town next year if Lamar doesn't have a, he's in the 75 percentile for quarterbacks again. If he's in, who knows? I know he needs to get paid and everything like that, but this is a team that trended in the wrong direction. If he doesn't come out and, get back to that type of caliber that you're expecting as a Ravens fan, there might be some people in Baltimore that say, not the quarterback for us, let's look at someone else. Yeah, there were some morons out there saying they should stick with Tyler Huntley at no. one point. So no. I don't I just <laughs> think, I mean, Joey, you're the Ravens fan, so you'd be the better expert. At that point, you're going into the quarterback market for the first time in how many years? Since Flack, when did Flacco come in? When did Troy Smith? They bring in Troy Smith. Troy Smith was never the starting quarterback. No, but I know. But it was the same year. It was his. It was Flacco's rookie year, and they signed Troy Smith. No, they drafted Troy Smith the year before that. Troy Smith was with the Niners before there. No, he was Niners after there. Really? The Baltimore yeah. Ravens drafted Troy Smith. Huh. And Flacco came in 2008. And you're right. It has been a long time. And the Ravens before Flacco were never. They never hit on a quarterback in free agency. Uh, they got Steve McNair that one year. He did, he had an okay season. Right. Um, I just I don't but, think 
yeah, it's it's interesting, but I don't know. Like the guys, a lot of times when these guys bet on themselves, they tend to have their best year rolls. That's what it seems like. Okay, there you have it. And it's not like Baltimore offensively has done anything to help him. Seven and five last year as a starter. Thirteen interceptions, sixteen touchdowns. Going back to that year in 2019, uh, where he had 36 touchdowns. 36 touchdowns. That is, and only and only six interceptions. Yeah, the turnovers really weren't a thing for Lamar until last year. Remarkable stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he's going to get paid by somebody. Um, it's probably going to be you. Listen, I'm just playing devil's advocate, and <laughs> it will it will be Baltimore. But if he comes out and he stinks up the field, or he still has some injury hangover or something like that, who knows? They could cut ties at the end of the season, I'll wash their you, hands clean, and yeah. Well, good luck. We'll see. I I'll tell you what. Everyone's going to talk about Cleveland and the Bengals all off season, and you know. I'll just remind you, the Ravens were missing at one point like 15 starters last year. Right. And you can't deny Pittsburgh and Baltimore's coaching records. Right. They just between, know. They just between win. Between Tomlin and Harbaugh, there's two losing seasons. It's Every time we talk about how the Steelers are going to be bad, they still end Busters up. Busters up a couple wins. Yeah. Out of nowhere. They beat the Bills week one last year. I was like, how? <laughs> right. With a lame arm of a 38-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. So, I mean, it's going to be, you know, I think last year the NFC West had the argument, but with the departure of Russell Wilson in Seattle, I think the AFC North this year. It's exciting, isn't it? Will easily be the best division. Maybe the West now. I know all those teams kind of upgrade a little bit. I, I, I think the Raiders could go, could go back down to, to being, to being nothing. If I'm being honest, but. And the Chiefs didn't get better this off season. Chiefs, I, I like I like Juju Smith-Schuster out there, but he's not an upgrade from Tyreek Hill. No, Dude, the Chiefs are going dra- to the Chiefs are going to get a really good wide receiver in this draft. I'm, and you watch, they'll be just you know, fine. I, bet, I don't will. care who's fifteen's thro- the one throwing the ball. It, it, it can be. All right, so who's the team next year that is absolute crap? Uh, who's the team in the AFC? Yeah, we'll go AFC. Who who's who's this year? Jacksonville Jaguars. Texans. Yeah, Texans or Jets, maybe. I don't know, man. I like Salah. I think he's a good coach. Yeah, but Jackson. just does he have the team around him? What? How did uh? How did the kid from BYU? What was his name? Wilson. Zach Wilson. How did he do this year? I mean, he would. He has ups and downs, as many rookies do on bad teams. Okay. All right. My team. I'm gonna say the Raiders. I'm gonna say I. I see. Herbert just getting better. I think I do not have confidence in Carr. I see them regressing. I see them being a last-place team. He's the fourth-best quarterback in the division. Yeah. I just don't see it in him. I, I don't. I I think he's a an average kind of quarterback. Like, he's a Mitch Trubisky. I don't see him being a superstar, and I've had a lot of sampling sizes. And, I don't know if I'd say he's a Mitch and, Trubisky. And coaches to see it. I would say he's probably more of like an Alex Smith. No, where he's Smith not does way more did way more winning than Derek Carr ever has. Nah, but it's not longevity. Alex Smith was 
uh, he had game long, a long time. More long. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm saying we're I will remind you that Alex Smith, before his horrific injury, had the Washington football team at like six and two. The whole thing with Alex, Alex Smith was he was a very good game manager. There's a whole stigma around him. I, I'm saying Derek Carr's not going out there. Being a little harsh on Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. That was, was, that not, was that not the whole stigma around I, his career? I mean, he was a very good regular season quarterback. Chiefs won 14 games a couple times. But was that not the whole stigma around his career? I, you weren't, you weren't, I he wasn't going to win. I never thought Alex was a game manager, no. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. But NFC. I remember that being the whole stigma around his career. Worst team. National Football Conference. Mm. I'll start the bowling out with the Giants. Chicago Bears. Giants? Yeah. All right, going with the G-Men. It's I, easy I, to pick like three teams in the East. Maybe two of the teams in the East. I, I think I'm going to go with the uh, Giants, too. I think the Bears have a good case, but I hope Justin Fields does well. So I'm going to go with the Giants. Yeah, I think a lot of people are hoping Justin Fields does well because there has never in my lifetime been an Ohio State quarterback who's performed well in the NFL. There's never been an Ohio State quarterback that's performed well in the NFL. But I do think Justin Fields had his moments last year. Yeah. Like that game uh, in Pittsburgh, the night game. He played extremely well. Yeah. I mean, the best. There are moments. I don't know. It it is tough, though. The Bears, yeah. I mean, and Khalil Mack's gone, too, now, right? So we'll see where that one goes. So they may not even have. I mean, like, the whole thing was the defense could play okay from time to time. And I don't even think you have that now. Best Ohio State pro quarterback? Troy Smith. Tom Tupo. And that's because he was a punter as well. Oh. <laughs> there you have it. He played quarterback. I think he played quarterback. For like. Four. I think you're also being a little unfair to the NFC. You said there could be three teams in the East that are the worst team. I mean, the Eagles made the playoffs last year. Yeah, they were bad. They made the playoffs. Is winning record. Is Hanky going to start for the Commanders? Oh, you're talking about Carl Wentz? Oh, so Car- Carson Wentz is out there, but Hanky's still in the mix. I guess, yeah. And he can beat you with your feet type of Baker Mayfield type of player. Yeah, I mean, he could, he could sling it around at times for sure. I don't know. I, I, I really think the Giants are just really bad. Well, there you have it. And then the wet, I mean, the Seahawks should be pretty bad too, I guess. Oh, yeah. I Because they play, I mean, not only like are they obviously taking a step back, but that's a brutal division, man. I mean, those are between the Niners, Rams, and Cardinals, they could be three playoff teams right there. And no, no one's taking Detroit with this. I just think they'll luck their way into a couple more this year so they won't end up the worst. I mean, what, the only uh, AFC North team to, like, handedly beat the Lions was the was the Bengals, right? Because uh, Browns, I think, won by, like, four, and then your Ravens had the 66-yard field goal that hit off the crossbar and went in, and Steelers tied them. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how these lines do. We still got, we, I mean, we got the draft coming up next Thursday. Obviously, we'll mm. probably have a lot of coverage about that over the next couple of weeks. But very excited for that. But we do got to get to one final break here on the Sports Fan. We'll wrap up the show on the other side as this is Sports Fan, presented by J.K. Contracting on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. <laughs> 
Spring is the time for catechism, first communion, and baptism. Here at A Work of Heart, we have personalized gifts for all those occasions. Also, birthday, anniversary, weddings, Mother's Day, and much more. Make them on our laser engravers or find a gift that can be personalized by one of our local artists and take it home today. Find one of our seasonal decorative flags or rugs or new braided rug. We have the best selection of flags and rugs in the Mid-Ohio Valley, and now is the time for something new and inviting. We also have a great selection of photo frames for grandparents, mom and dad, friends, grandchildren, and much more. Need a decoration to commemorate a loved one? We just received dozens of new lighted glass treasures that will help you make a beautiful special memory for that loved one. If you are a lover of dogs and cats, we have great selection of signs for that special treasured animal. Come see all the new items for your home here at A Work of Heart in Grand Central Mall, Vienna, West Virginia, or find us at aworkofheart.biz. Your sports leaders in Athens County, 970 WATH and WXTQ Power 105, the flagship station of your Ohio Bobcats and the home of the Athens County Game of the Week. And on 970 WATH, tune in for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Cincinnati Reds, Columbus Blue Jackets, Cincinnati Bengals, and all season long, Athens Bulldog football, basketball, and baseball. Monday through Friday, tune in to the sports fans starting at 6.06 and stay up to date with local sports. Follow us on Twitter at WATHWXTQ Sports. Pool Masters of Athens is having their annual chemical sale this month. From April 25th through the 30th, head on over to 1015 East State Street in Athens, Ohio, and pick up Pristine Blue for your pool. Pristine Blue is gentle on swimsuits, hair, and pool equipment. It doesn't have an odor and is low maintenance, which makes it so easy to use. Get your pool summer ready for your family and friends, and don't miss the Pool Masters of Athens annual chemical sale. April 25th to 30th, 1015 East State Street, Athens. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. About a couple minutes left here of the Sports Fan. Some local news from Ohio picks up a big recruit as they get it a recruit from Louisville, seven footer, who uh, was a top 150 kid coming out of high school. And obviously a big get for Jeff Bowles and the Bobcats. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. I mean, seven feet in the Mac will will go a long way. Uh, no pun on words there, but we'll see um, see what he can do. I mean, I'm I'm excited for that next next piece of the puzzle, and I think the final piece has got to be a point guard. Exactly right. I think the guy will probably uh, and it, as long as he's coming from a Power Five, as long as he does what's expected, he should dominate in the paint in this conference. And yeah, you need someone to bring the ball up the court. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, Miles Brown is kind of your big ball handler at the moment that uh, is really the only one left. But Noah Locke coming and are in the transfer portal uh, that the Bobcats are going to go after. But that's all the time we have for the sports fan here today. For Ross Chris and Andrew Allison, I'm Joey Medore. Appreciate you listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.
72nd year of 